Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Curious Creative Conversations, an interview series with various members of New York's artistic community exploring their point of view on their work and its impact. My name is Grace Lynch, and I'm your host. Today, in the man-made music studios, we have Rada Agrawal, a self-described serial social entrepreneur whose titles include the co-founder, co-CEO, chief creative and community officer of Daybreaker, the morning dance party that's taking the world by storm, the co-founder of Thinks, the period-proof underwear, and you're also the founder and CEO of Super Sprouts. Thank you, Rada, for being here. Thanks for having me, Grace. It's so good to be here. On top of that, like, very long list of like titles and like slash this slash this, you <laughs> also have one of the most impressive resumes I think I've ever seen in terms of accolades and like community support. I mean, Super Sprouts was picked up by Michelle Obama, which is amazing, and she's a <laughs> beacon of light. Um, Forbes called you the twenty one of the twenty millennials on a mission in 2013. Tribeca Film Festival, you won the Disruption Award in 2013 for Thanks. MTV called you one of eight women changing the world in 2014, and Time labeled Thanks as one of the 25 best inventions just this year. That's an insane amount of accomplishment. Well, right thank away. you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, blushing. <laughs> <laughs> but what struck me just instantly looking at your particular resume and your successes is that I feel that most people who go into the entrepreneurial market are really looking to, you know, capitalize on the general market or you know capitalism in general. But I feel like your investments and your time is translated through self-expression. Like your companies are a form of your artistic self-expression. Is that okay to say? Is yeah, that a fair... I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right on. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I mean, first of all, self-expression is one of our core values at Daybreaker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and certainly something that's, I think, the most important thing to me is I've never sort of been um, on the grain. <laughs> I've always right. been against the grain. Um, and so certainly these are, you know, expressions of, of my own passions, but also mm -hmm. problems that I see in the world that need to be solved. And did you ever have a different means of expressing yourself or addressing those problems were you ever an artist in a different capacity or was you know were you the little kid with the lemonade stand that was like <laughs> turning a mean profit because you saw people were thirsty <laughs> i mean i think it was a, a mix of both right mm -hmm. i think um you know my mother's japanese um she was a you know she was a painter as a hobby you know, hobby painter mm -hmm. and so i really you know grew up really interested in drawing and 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 painting in the arts um and music i played piano for 10 years and oh, wow. really interested in the arts um and and you know my parents sent me to language school you know japanese school every saturday hindi school every sunday and so you know for me culture and music and community were always sort of um kind of the most central point of my mm -hmm. life and so whenever I think of you know whenever you know both my twin sister Mickey and I think of mm -hmm. anything related to community um throwing events functions as you call it in Indian culture <laughs> um you know that's our happy place and so I think everything yeah. we do is through the lens of how can we design and create experiences that bring the community together so where Daybreaker is around dance and and mm -hmm. sort of health and wellness and self-expression as it relates to dancing and and costumes before going mm -hmm. to work um that was important to to me to to um, bring to the world 
And then with thinks, it's sort of the self-expression is around, um, you know, women finding their voice um, and, and sort of we're coming of age now. It's it's our mm-hmm. time. It's it's the era of women. You know, 500,000 women are starting business every year. It's more than men. More women are graduating college than men. And so it's a really exciting time to be a woman um, mm-hmm. and self-expressing um, in this world today. So, yeah. And Super Sprouts, of course, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was, it's, it's very much... Something that's it's close to my heart is, is helping um, to reduce the childhood obesity epidemic in this country, and and food has been something that I've grown up with. Sort of, um, you know, grew up on sushi and curry mm-hmm. and Canadian, you know, bacon, <laughs> and so <A> stellar combo. <laughs> and so I think those, you know, those kind of. Um, those those interests in food and and community and dance and and you know feminism, um, I guess permeates now through through my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say that the like multiplicity of your endeavors is then a reflection of just your own self interests? Absolutely, I think that we are um, in a in an era you know of, of what we call a slash generation yeah. um, where <laughs> we can do you know many things and wear many hats. Mm-hmm. I think you know I always say that one has to focus on one thing to do it right, but I also think that if you can figure out you know, sort of industries that um, kind of help each other. So where Daybreaker is a millennial brand, so is Thinks, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they really help and and, and connect with each other. So we can do a lot of overlapping um, work um, together, um, where also um, Daybreaker, Thinks, and Super Sprouts are all related to the health and wellness world. Um, They can Mm -hmm. all overlap and play in the same sandbox as well. So if we can sort of come up with, you know, um, worlds that can collide over and over again, then instead of sort of living in these siloed industries, Uh you can then build on top of each other. That's interesting. I didn't inherently think of them as being all uniquely connected in terms of theme other than outside of like you and Miki really just like spearheading them. Yeah, I think that there is sort of anything that you do, you can find um, a thread in as it relates to, um, you know, health, wellness, community. Mm-hmm. Um, and these three areas are the three areas I care most about are health, well, actually feminism and and community. Um, mm-hmm. and in fact, I'm writing a book about community building. Really? Um, yeah, I've been working on it for the last year. Um, it's really synthesizing everything I've learned um, and community building to help anyone interested to build their own personal community or business community for their for themselves. Um, Congratulations! Yeah, That's a huge that. endeavor. Yeah, you know, I think that um, I've I've learned over the years that my success, um, at, both personally and professionally, are you know 100 percent attributable to the communities that I've I've co-created. Mm-hmm. And I think that to give anybody the um, the kind of the blueprint that I that I kind of. Um, kind of stumbled upon um, right. through the last, you know, decade, 20 years, mm-hmm. 30 years of my life um, to give them that blueprint so that you don't have to make the same mistakes I made mm-hmm. and to really sort of um, open up, kind of or peel back the curtain on, on community building will yeah. sort of unlock a lot for for lots of people. And I think that's really the, the backbone of of sort of, you know, most, you know, most of our happiness and, and success. Do you have a title for the book? Yes, it's called Belong. How to make friends, build community, and change the world. Fantastic. And did you always think that you would um, be able to approach the issues that you cared about and make the communities you wanted to see through entrepreneurship? Or did you ever consider going into politics or 
entertainment in a more conventional sense? Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny. I think that just now in this last year, I realized the importance of politics, especially mm-hmm. seeing how polarizing this campaign has been. Mm. Um, so I think it's it's becoming something that I'm very interested in. I think the entrepreneurial, you know, entrepreneurial community is getting more interested in, um, yeah. realizing that in order to, to really shape shift, you have to also play in the political sandbox too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, as a Hillary supporter, um, wi- wanting to see a female president, um, you know, I think that, um, I think to really kind of get into the conversation at this point is, is really important. Um, I, you know, I, I think entrepreneurship is actually the most exciting um, place to be as it relates mm-hmm. to opening doors across all these channels. Um, and so if, especially if you're a thought leader in your particular industry, um, you can have access to a lot of these political um, you know, leaders and um, can have access to all the sort of um, areas of interest um, that can then help your, um, you know, your idea forward. Being creative is... You know, I think as an entrepreneur is 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 the backbone of all of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, creativity can you know can be seen and can be manifested in, in many different ways. Um, one Definitely. can be very creative as an accountant, you know. Um, and so I think it's just reframing um, that 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 term. But for me, what creative you know creativity means is is really designing experiences mm-hmm. that um, that connect humans together. Um, and designing, um, sort of really marrying the world of sort of all these industries that matter to me. So imagine, you know, Daybreaker really is is sort of a Venn diagram. Um, you know, we're at the center of this Venn diagram that, that sort of connects nightlife, you know, wellness, community, um, mm-hmm. and fun. So is that what you mean when I've also heard you say previously that your superpower is experience design as it relates to community? So is that designing experiences specifically to fit a need you see, or is that like figuring out what it needs to look like on a more holistic scale? Yeah, so I think that to, you know, really create community, you need, you know, you need three things. I mean, you need to care, um, <laughs> but you, you need to contain, you need to catalyze the community, right? So the container is actually um, sort of the meaty part of, of, of designing experiences, right? Is, is you have to create a container to um, inspire community to want to come to it. Mm-hmm. Um, creating a container is defining core values. So a container, so, so you know, for Daybreaker, our core values creates the container, right? So our core values mm-hmm. are wellness, camaraderie, self-expression, mindfulness, and mischief. Those are <laughs> our five core values. And so, you know, in defining these core values, you're creating a container to build community, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, that container is also um, defined in the way that you get creative with the experience itself. So, mm-hmm. you know, bringing in the DJs, bringing in the the local artists, the the aerialists, the um, mm-hmm. the horn section, all that stuff plays into defining and designing a container that the community then wants to. Um, to come to and so core values um, the creativity piece and um, and then constraints that's mm-hmm. the third part of I think really um, designing the most epic um, experience um, mm-hmm. and the constraints means you know really you know if you take a stand and say okay daybreaker is gonna be in the morning before mm-hmm. work it's gonna be a two-hour experience and that it, it's a sober experience yeah. right these constraints allow for a community to come together as well um, so that's all part of experience design is mm-hmm. to really kind of think about the foundation of what um, you know what you know what and why people want to attend an event mm-hmm. yeah 
So I had the privilege of going to Daybreaker um, <laughs> during Pride Week, so Gaybreaker. Yeah. And my immediate response was that, and this may be just my interpretation of it, or what I'm looking to find, so what I you know projected onto it, but that it was a real return to things that are fundamentally human. We all have the same given circumstances upon showing up. Like our commutes may be different, but that's all we've done so far. Exactly. Most likely, uh, the food is holistic, so we don't have to worry about what it is, and we're all sharing in the same whole wellness food. Um, we're active in our bodies and returning to you know our physical forms, and we're actually making eye contact. Talking to strangers, <laughs> touching strangers purposefully, like, <laughs> right. like with intention and happiness, and then also being mindful of that. The music's live. To me, the whole thing was just like, let's remember what it is to be a person in uh, the room. I, mean, I have goosebumps when I hear that. That make, That's exactly why we do what we do every day. Fantastic. Well, you're succeeding. <laughs> you know, thank you. I, it's so funny. Um, you know, when we started Daybreaker, it was really a social experiment, right? It was an mm -hmm. art project, and 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 now you know we we think about it, we think of it as a safe space mm -hmm. to be able to come and it really sort of let go of all the layers, really come together and really come together for yourself, right, mm -hmm. and for each other, and and to sort of yeah shed the layers and fully self-express. And um, some of the best stories, you know, of of community members who came up to me after Daybreaker, um, you know, were you know a, a guy came up to me me and said, um, you know, I've come to Daybreaker now, this is my fourth time coming and seeing this humanity and this, this sort of people coming together and stripping away all the all the nightlife crap and just, mm -hmm. you know, sort of being here now um, has given me the courage to come out to my family. And so this morning wow. I called my family, um, you know, five minutes ago to, to, to share with them that I'm gay. And and that kind of stuff is That's what incredible. we do, you know, why we do what we do. And, and mm -hmm. someone else came up to me and say, you know, I've always had something inside me that, that sort of made me feel... Um, insecure or not able to fully dance while while sober um, mm -hmm. and today something unlocked inside of me is my fourth time coming as well and something unlocked inside of me and um, I just got in the middle of the dance circle I didn't care what I felt like what I looked like and I mm -hmm. just got boogied you know, got down mm -hmm. and like that kind of stuff it's just like discovering yourself discovering mm -hmm. your own sort of um, your own individuality is, is exactly why we do what we do and what was the niche that you thought you were filling? It's clear that there is one, but what sparked you to realize that you need to do something to fill that void? Yeah, so my co-founder, Matt, a longtime friend of mine, um, and I were having falafels late one night. Perfect. Um, and in Williamsburg, as we do. Mm -hmm. um, it was sort of after a late night, you know, of dancing our asses off um, at at a nightclub and, and sort of feeling, honestly, like unsafe and feeling um, sort of disconnected from the whole experience. Like everyone was on their phones, yeah. you know, dealing with mean bouncers, everyone's drunk or, you know, on some weird drug. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just not, it was no longer that sort of like, let's go out and dance. Right. We were really the only ones on the dance floor dancing. And I knew that that was not, it wasn't just us feeling this sense of, of frustration around nightlife. And so, um, so he sat down and we said, you know, what if we took away all the, all the crap and got back to the basics? Really, mm -hmm. you know, we're just getting back to the basics. Let's bring back, you know, bright, happy music. Let's remove synthetic, you know, sort of, you know, minimal tech house yeah. <laughs> or dubstep, you know, and, and bring back positive, happy music and, um, and bring back theater, bring back local arts. Let's, let's give the dentist by day and saxophonist by night a venue to perform in, right? Let's mm -hmm. give these people a place to play. And um, I think that really was what um, was what what inspired that initial 
like let's give it a shot and worst case no one shows up at 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. and we got up early too early one day but we know we invited 300 friends in our community and 180 showed up and and that was the beginning and we haven't looked back ever since you know we've just people just took to it and did you have any experience with theater in the past because the community definitely reminded me of like my theater culture (laughs) growing up um and uh, especially having the wow moments really reminded me of like not standard theatricality, but like a new interpretation of that. You know, um, it's so funny. Yeah, I think that um, all my life, um, you know, theater has sort of come in and out of it. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say, you know, sort of so much as an actor or an actress. Sure. Um, I've definitely been in my share of musicals and, and we all sort of, have. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. plays in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I think this was really around, you know, being interested in, in, in the culture of local cities. And so I've always been um, someone who's been very curious about local arts, local, mm-hmm. local, um, you know, local music. Um, and, and going to music festivals, all you really see are the same headline acts over yeah. and over again. It's, it's, it got to be frustrating. So we said, you know, we said to ourselves, like, why can't there be a stage for us to actually invite local community, local mm-hmm. artists to really shine? And so, um, and also, really, the wow moments were designed to um, make people forget that they weren't drunk, you know, yeah. truthfully. You know, mm-hmm. when we first did it, we were like, people are really, you know, after 10 minutes of dancing, you're like, all right, like, what do I do now? So if we introduced a wow moment, it's like a, like a pop in energy, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really engineered to give people sort of a continuous pop over to our experience. Mm-hmm. to like, what's going to happen next? Let me keep dancing. And like, something's going to happen around me again and again. Um, so it's really meant to be a sort of a surprise and delight um, opportunity mm-hmm. um, for us to say, hey, keep dancing and there will be conti- there will continue to be rewards um, over the course of the experience. And as Daybreaker is growing and it's spreading out all over the country and all over the world, does that become then more personalized experiences where the Daybreaker you throw in San Francisco is not the Daybreaker you throw in New York, is not the Daybreaker you throw in Shanghai? And how have you dealt with those local differences or even cultural differences? Yeah, great question. Um, You know, we are very, very, very focused on the local community itself. So we hire um, two local producers in each market, in each city. Um, So, you know, we can't pretend to know what, you know, sort of the community in San Francisco wants. So we really lean on our our local partners, our local producers to um, to define um, the experience. So, you know, where, where some, you know, brands are very much sort of of, you know, top down, we're very, very lateral in the sense that we like to give the power to all of our local city producers mm-hmm. to design and define their experience for themselves. Of course, sprinkling in the sort of the daybreaker kind of um, sure. framework, which is mm-hmm. one hour of yoga, two hour of dance, wow moments, you know, sort of a secret concert at the end of every mm-hmm. at the end of every event. Um, and and that's sort of like the main framework. But then sort of who they, you know, who they decide to invite, how they, you know, costume or theme the event is something that we really get excited about uh, leaning on them to to um, to define. And something we were talking about um, just before we started recording was the launch of Shanghai's Daybreaker, yes. which you just got back from. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. And I'm sure are still jet lag. <laughs> Big time. That's like 12 hours ahead? Yes, exactly. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, happy, what, 11 I know. p.m. for you? <laughs> I know, exactly. My body clock is, what is happening? <laughs> but it was our launch in, in Asia. It was our, you know, it's our, it's our fourth continent. Um, wow. Yeah, we're in North America, South America, um, I mean, the Middle East, Europe, um, and, and now Asia. 
um, and um, and and yeah, it was a wild, you know, wild experience. Um, and 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 at, sa- at the same time, also sort of made us realize that we are all the same. You know, it, yeah. I've I've traveled to every single city launch, and we've launched now in fifteen cities around the world, um, in four continents, and. Um, at every launch, I'm just always remarking to myself, honestly, with goosebumps and tears in my eyes each time, at how connected our world is and how, um, you know, how we all want to dance and self-express and mm-hmm. come together um, in the same way. And that same human energy, that same vibration um, in the morning, that optimism is all there across across the world. Um, and so yesterday when we launched Daybreaker in Shanghai, it was just like, I, this is a very familiar feeling. It's a very mm-hmm. familiar community, very familiar vibration. Um, you know, it, it, it sort of kind of... Um, uh, diluted in some ways with with selfie sticks and and branding, but but um, but I think the the essence is is sort of the same across mm-hmm. the world. And that might be a harder cultural norm to fight, particularly in Shanghai or like similar yeah. than it is over here, even though it's so prevalent and very pervasive and annoying here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there it's actually culturally normal yeah. um, to have, you know, to walk around the selfie stick and, and really um, and to really be sort of, you know, blogging all day long and, and each person is their own channel and, and it, yeah. in a real, in a, in actually in a, in a much, much more intense way than it is in America. And in fact, I, I came back with a a sense of realization that we are very focused on mind, much more focused on interest in mindfulness and be here now. Um, mm-hmm and are more progressive in that way. I mean, certainly we still have our, 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 you know, our uh, addictions to social media and and Facebook and Mm -hmm. all those things. But, but I think it's, it's, it's really acute in, um, in Asia. Um, And it was, it was honestly like um, a bit scary in some, in some ways, but, but I think that the pendulum is swinging as well. I think they're, they're just, you know, coming into these technologies. So, Um, so I think the pendulum swinging back. So we definitely saw um, kind of a a um, what's the word? Sort of a, a headbutting of yeah. of the world of selfie stick and like I just want to dance and mm-hmm. put your selfie stick away and be here now with us. And so there's definitely that growing burgeoning um, you know be here now community coming into mm-hmm. China. And I want to ask if the music and dance element of it and having that be the outlet came just from, you know, the onset of this being born out of a bad night out? Or was there something specific about that form of self-expression? Because it's not like wake up, have like do yoga, have great coffee and then paint. Right. You know, so yeah. what is it about music and dance that really brought this into a new light? Or new yeah. Level? So so, you know, I, you know, one of my favorite philosophers, Alan Watts, um, said it best. And I, and I sort of I'm paraphrasing here, but, um, you know, Dance and music are our meditation in in movement and physical form, right? And so, you know, when I when I dance, when I listen to music, it's the it's the only two physical things that I can I can listen to or or, or do mm-hmm. to really sort of meditate, right, in in motion and and to really be here now in my body, present, put away all of my stresses from the day, put away all of my, you know, my piling up emails and right. and to do list tasks and just let go and I think that dance and music are those two opportunities to be able to really do that and mm-hmm. and if you can truly let go truly self-express truly um, not sort of be wondering how do I look am I am I am I dancing okay am I yeah, yeah mm-hmm. am I you know if you can really let go and just like get lost in yourself and not care what you look like 
it's honestly the most meditative, the most freeing thing one can ever do. And um, and and there's a lot of studies actually. I'm happy to to share um, mm-hmm. that point to dancing in community sober is actually um, the most um, uh, positive chemical releasing activity one can do. Wow. Um, so you're releasing all the same chemicals you're in, you know releasing when you're doing Molly and different drugs mm-hmm. and all the things, um, but doing it in a in, in sort of a completely healthy way. And you can only achieve that dancing sober in community. Um, so, so that's something that I've, I've really looked into um, and have been a deep advocate of. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure that you're hoping to continue to expand. Do, are there any cities like in the forefront of your mind yes. where you're like, I want to go there? <laughs> Yeah, so we actually um, have on our website, um, daybreaker.com, um, a place where you can upvote your city. Um, so oh, so um, we now have, you know, many cities where we have thousands and thousands of people who have put their email and names in so that we can come to their cities. So um, Seattle, we have, you know, thousands of people who mm-hmm. signed up for it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, Seattle, we're launching um, end of September. Um, Denver, we have thousands of people who have signed up for Daybreaker to come to Denver, mm-hmm. so we're coming to Denver um, beginning of September, September 7th, um, and then um, Philadelphia, Miami, Austin, Texas, um, Hong Kong um, are all on, and then we're relaunching in, in Tel Aviv in Israel as well. Um, we launched there to a sold-out community last wow. year, and now with all the sort of um, just violence and, and all this is happening around the world. We want to mm-hmm. do more conflict zone daybreaker events so that we can really unite communities together. And so we want to do one at the border of Israel and Palestine. I do one, you know, um, you know, where, where, you know, Muslims, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, really Islamic groups are, 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 um, are taking over communities and really yeah. want to do dance events there so that we can really share that, hey, guys, like, why are we killing each other? Why are we driving cars into Bastille Day oh. parades? Like, why are we doing that to yeah. each other? Like, can't we just dance and be free together in community? It's mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And, you know, which honestly, you know, gives me even more... Um, bounce in my step to to keep doing what we're doing because if we can mm-hmm. continue uniting the world through dance through you know these positive experiences mm-hmm. then people and people will find a sense of belonging i really believe that you know isis and 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 and, and sort of terrorist organizations prey on those who don't belong yes. and don't find a sense of community if we can continue giving as many of the outsiders a place to belong so the kid who's a little weird in high school a little kid who's a who's a little off in 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 college if we can give them a place where they feel love and belonging every day, no matter what, um, we will eliminate these these terrorist organizations through love. And I and I think that you know Daybreaker, um, we want to be a a um, you know just one of the voices in this space. So so do you see that your work as a social entrepreneur, particularly that's like largely entertainment focused with storytelling, community building, and you know expressing yourself through art, is moving from just filling a void in your life to filling a global void or to being part of a social activism or a movement in a larger sense? Yeah. I mean, I I always say that I'm an entrepreneur, um, you know, sort of um, disguised um, in the body of an activist, you know? And and so I I really um, have always said that to really be passionate about what you do, you have to you have to be an activist in, in that particular field. And so with Daybreaker particularly, um, it's always been about 
yeah, building community and helping people mm-hmm. find that sense of community um, all around the world. Um, and so one of the things that we're working on now is a music festival um, uh, called Mosaic, where, you know, it's a globally inspired music festival where we really want to unite the world and invite the entire global community into one place mm-hmm. um, so they can meet each other, connect to, together and and shapeshift. Um, yeah. And coming out of this, you know, when it's like, you know, it's all said and done, how do you hope that you are like remembered as being part of this do you want to be remembered as you know the one who started this as a contributor as the guiding light (laughs) as um you know someone who just had a crazy idea that took off um where do you see your footprint yeah honestly i you know i think each person has uh, their role in the planet and um as long as they want to continue giving back and and sort of look outside um you know, sort of more than inside. Like we as humans feel most joy when we're in service of others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's sort of a little bit lost, you know, in this world of selfie kind of you know, self-promotion um, world. But I think that we, everybody is realizing, you know, that, that we are happiest in service of others. So for me, you know, if I can just have been a citizen that um, that sort of helped catalyze community, that helped... Um, help, you know, women find their voice through an underwear product, helped um, children eat more vegetables, um, then at least I'm doing my part as um, a daughter of an immigrant who um, came to the U.S. and, were, you know, was given the opportunity um, to live this life. So I feel very blessed. Fantastic. Okay. So we're going to stop the official portion of the interview there. <laughs> okay. And then at the end of every interview, I ask seven questions to all of our guests. So okay, first, great. thank you for all of your thoughts and you. contributions. And now on to the rapid round. Uh, let's do it. All right. Question number one, and these are supposed to be very fast. Just answer whatever comes to mind. If you could live anywhere for a year, where would it be? I would live in, hmm, anywhere in the world where I would live, where would it be? I would live in Bali. Oh, you know, my mom said Bali is heaven on earth. Yeah, I would really live in Bali. I've I've never been, and I've just Mm -hmm. heard that I would, you know, I would would find sort of... um, like like my heart space there yeah, yeah no doubt a book you'd recommend to a friend you know um, other than your own <laughs> <laughs> do cool shit by mickey <laughs> agarwal my twin sister mm-hmm. no but um you know i mean that certainly that book has mm-hmm. unlocked a lot of a lot of people's worlds um do cool shit um, but uh, a book I'd recommend to the world is is um conscious capitalism by mm-hmm. john mackey um, the founder and CEO of Whole Foods, who's actually become a dear friend and mentor of mine. Fantastic. He's writing. He's writing the forward to my book, actually. Lovely. Um, Belong. Um, and his book really talks about how you know to really shape shift to really create change. You have to both scale, um, you know, scale impact and scale and scale your business. Um, so to make money is not a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's an important um, thing to really remember. A movie you would not recommend to a friend? Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. One of the worst, most chauvinistic, <laughs> most ridiculous movies I've ever seen in my time. The mm-hmm. worst acting of all time. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone disagrees, and especially not even the actors I, in that movie, I think, have like publicly said that they will never even. go back. <laughs> I couldn't even. <laughs> yeah. No. Didn't bother seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it. Um if you could have a different profession other than your own, what would it be? Um, I think I would. 
I did preference other than my oh my god I'm living my dream but um especially since you also do so many different things <laughs> yeah you know you know honestly what I what I would do and it's something I'm, I might do in the future is I really want to design um, old folks homes and I want to create amazing places for our elderly who we discard in this country it's the only country in the world that that where we just kind of discard our elders um, in Japan and India we revere yeah. our elders we we take them into our home we take care of them we don't throw them into old folks homes and, and wait for them to die um, so so I think um, what I'd want to do is really design the most epic um, old folks homes and, and give the most amazing last chapter of our elderly's lives um, mm-hmm. in a way that that's 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 incredible like disco balls and <laughs> and and plush sort of furry um, you know cafeterias not the neon lights and, and white sterile sterile miserable miserable environment that they're currently living mm-hmm. in yeah wow that's beautiful someone living or dead you'd like to have dinner with Oh my gosh, um, so many people. Um, but uh, I mean, it sounds weird, but but Michael Jackson, yeah, I, he's always just been, you know, a a creative um, hero of mine and mm-hmm. a very misunderstood person. And I just want to sit down with him, and and I would have loved to, you know, just get inside his brain. He's mm-hmm. just a true creative genius. Yeah. Okay, and these last two go together. A moment you felt lost? Oh gosh, oh my God. Um, when I think as a human being, you feel lost every day. And I think that's part of my book, actually, Belong, is that to be human is to feel lost all the time and, and to recognize mm-hmm. that moment um, and let it move through you instead of thinking that something's wrong with you um, mm-hmm. is actually a beautiful recognition to be human. So a moment I felt lost is, is, is all the time. Um, I think mm-hmm. that we... Um, yeah, I think that we are rugged, you know, we're rugged individuals um, and and we feel lost, we feel found, we feel seen, we feel um, we feel lonely, um, you know, every single day of our lives. Um, so so do I feel lost, you know, um, at the end of this day? Probably, maybe, <laughs> you know, tomorrow, yeah. maybe also. Also, I think that's a, a beautiful feeling to sit in um, if then, that answers your question. Absolutely. And to that point it may be the same answer for this next question when's a moment you felt on track yeah again same thing I think I feel in flow um all the time too you know Mm -hmm. I think I feel most in flow um when we when I'm at an event actually when I'm at a Mm -hmm. daybreaker event and I just sit back I I often do this I'll just either sit you know sit just go to the middle of the dance floor so close my eyes soak in the energy um and just um you know recognize this moment in time where we're all together in community Mm -hmm. um you know dancing and so that's the that's sort of you know, culminating all this, um, all this work and effort that goes into each event. I think people forget, you know, how much work that work goes into these events and they just look at like, God, stop spamming my inbox with, (laughs) you know, invitation emails or stop, you know, and and I think they forget how much love and effort goes into each experience that we want everyone to enjoy. And so to reframe, you know, sort of, um, anyone throwing an event in the world um, as sort of, you know, a nuisance to their inbox or as a gift. You know, everyone who's thinking about bringing an event and an experience to your life is a beautiful gift that you should be thankful for. Yeah. And I lied. I said that was going to be the last question, but (laughs) it's not. I find that when I see people who, you know, haven't had the success that you have or haven't found quite their niche or their drive, 
like you and your sister have, I feel like there's this off button that is constantly being pressed in their head that's stopping them from pursuing whatever they think needs to be fixed or solving their problem or creating their product or their art. And I just want to ask, as someone who seems to have silenced that off switch pretty (laughs) successfully, and I'm sure it's still a battle all the time, but what is it for you that helped you ignore those inner demons or those, you know, vampires in your head telling you it wasn't worth your time? You know, I always say that, I mean, maybe this is sort of circuitous to your question, but um, I always say that you are as good as the five closest friends you keep. Mm. And I think that to really surround yourself with with friends and community members who really support your dreams and who are really there to champion your ideas um, is actually what helps you keep the off switch off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, where I found the most success, which is why I'm writing this book on community, is because um, I, you know, my friends, my community, my sister, my, my you know, um, my family, they give me wings every day and and yeah my dad still says it's not too late to be a medical you know go to doctor and be a medical you know student um you know i really believe that that um the off switch is silenced by the, those around you who really mm-hmm. cheerlead your ideas and so um yes it's my own conviction yes it's my own passion yes it's my own ideas and yes i've said what's the worst that can happen i fall on my face and i get up again and do it again like what is the mm-hmm. worst that can happen right like right. okay so i i go get a job somewhere like what you know there's mm-hmm. there's absolutely no fallback plan because there is always a fallback plan right and so um, I think people are are often afraid because they don't know their own power Um, and they also Mm -hmm. don't invest in community as as much as they should and so I always say the first thing is just keep showing up for your friends and also get intentional get vulnerable and get get courageous about really finding the right friends for you because I think often we'll fall into friend groups we'll, we'll sort of stumble into community without actually asking ourselves are they serving me in the way that I need them to. Um, so, so to really sit down and ask yourself a question, you know, am I being vulnerable? Am I being intentional? Am I being courageous about the community around me? And um, if, you know, if I am, then I will, I will honestly manifest that, that community that will continue saying yes. Yeah. To my ideas, my dreams and, and all the things. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you you so much for coming in here. I really appreciate it. This has been a delightful talk and I'm just so excited to see what happens next. And, you know, maybe if your dad drops the doctor talk when Daybreaker launches in (laughs) India. (laughs) I I think he's proud now. I think he's proud now. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you you so much, Radha. Thank you very much for having me.